On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, <coughs> I wonder what we're going to talk about. Oh, you got any ideas, <laughs> Matt? Um, yeah, we got a commit from Georgia today. We yeah, got we'll a commit. Do, uh, 30, 40 minutes on that. You want to do yeah. that? <laughs> 30 minutes on a zero-star recruit who is from a, oh, a town of 200 people. Let's do oh, it. Oh, man, they did it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so tired. I'm so out of breath. God, okay. I have to do an apology tour eventually to um, a lot of people, um, n- namely the entire MSU football team, because I had sub-zero faith in them this weekend. I got—I don't think that was out of bounds either. Um, Listen, we'll get coming to off it. an eleven-point we'll loss to records, but you know what? I was going to say. We're going to hold off on the apology tour right now because, Will, we've got a parade to run. We've got a parade to run. we got a grave to dance on. we got some celebrating to do, my friend. Today's Hopefully episode we can make this coherent, too. Brought to yeah. you by Built Bar. Go to mm, BuiltBar.com. Bar. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hello, yes, sir, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, Monday, November 2nd, the year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my lot of crow eating to do co-host, Matt Sheehan. That's not important right now. Hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a dummy. I, I will be Ron. I'm right a lot of times. I'm also Ron a lot of times. But do you know what happens when I'm Ron a lot of times a lot of the times? Is that it usually favors me because it ends up MSU wins and uh, they make me look like an idiot. So, hey, I'll take it. That's fine. I went on a tirade last week. I didn't think it was out of bounds at the time. 11-point loss to Rutgers. I was pretty down on this team. That had to replace a lot of production on the roster. Rutgers? A new quarterback. Rutgers? I've never heard of Rutgers. What is Rutgers? 
I honestly, I could not care any less about that. But that they want to fire Harbaugh. They want to fire Harbaugh. Don Brown has one move. Don Brown has one move. You can throw deep on them. You can throw deep on them. Rocky threw deep on them. Rocky threw deep on them. Well, yeah. They just threw another flag on the cornerback after getting burned on a 40 yard route that was clear as day open. Oh, buddy. Oh, Jesus. Flags are everywhere still. It is a flurry outside of just yellow laundry. Holy smokes. Ooh. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this five days a week, every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your winning team every day, baby. That's right. That's right. I can't remember, honestly, Final Four show, maybe. I, this um, might this might feel better because mm-hmm. that team was really good. Yes. And they were playing an amazing Duke team, but we felt going, mm-hmm. it was like a two-point spread, three-point spread, four, whatever it was. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, we've got a and shot. And you knew this team could do it, yeah. right? we got the Big Ten Player of the Year, one of the best players in the country. They're playing awesome right now. They can do this. 25-point mm-hmm. dogs, goes down to 21.5 by kickoff, and yeah. they go into That's Ann still Arbor. three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love, love that a too because surprise. Um, with, I love that line movement because it was like 25-point underdogs to 21-point underdogs, and a lot of people were like, oh, wow, sharp money coming in. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, it was true, but also, like, that's that's still a three-touchdown spread. Still like, three that's that's still a butt-ton of points oh, that you got to go listen, right here. You know me, and I said this uh, a bunch, and I hinted at it, and whatever. The, the Just the way I was trying to, like, talk about it is, like, I didn't want to, and I had some people shoot me messages like, oh, you got my hopes up. I think we can compete in the Maryland game, certainly Friday night. Mm-hmm, that was not mm-hmm, my intention mm-hmm, to think, mm-hmm. you know, hey, they could win. It was like, you know what? I think two touchdowns, 17 points, 18 points, like a respectable, they're going to compete. They're going to play hard. They're going to be outmatched, but they're going to show up and make you say, okay, this isn't the worst team ever. They can hang, They hung tough with a pretty darn good Michigan team. That was my intention of everything I said last week, and that's kind of what I went sure. with, and that's why I took the points and felt comfortable about it, and that was where my expectations were. Lose by 17. And I saw a team that lost to 11 <laughs> points to Rutgers, turned the ball over seven or nine times, depending if you want to count those turnovers nine. on it's downs. Nine. It says turnovers uh, in the of- name. Coming off of back-to-back uh, underwhelming seasons, had a lot of roster talent to replace, a uh, quarterback battle that we thought was still ongoing, and that's why I thought for 12 seconds the entire week that MSU could win this game, and about 10 of those seconds did come in the Maryland-Minnesota game, <laughs> but the other uh, however many seconds, minutes, hours of the day, I thought, <laughs> please, Matt, come on, they're, 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 this is the beer talking, there's no way that they actually win. I'll, hand up. I, I, I could not have any less faith walking into the game yep. yesterday. And up. And also, uh, my other hand is up now because um, I'm going to high five because it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'll be wrong. MSU won. They absolutely pants Michigan. They embarrassed Jim Harbaugh again. You know why and my I hands are up, I could not be Matt? happier to be run. You know I why both my run. hands are up? I love being run. You know why both my hands are up? Go on. Because we like to party. We can get into it later, but I, I was uh, I was going to say, I think my favorite reaction from uh, the other side's fans 
which there's a lot of them. Mm. So you want to get into that later, or do you want to keep talking about it? We're just right going to go. Let's... We got like two more minutes, and then we got to do a mm-hmm. break, but we're just going to go, and then when the time's up, we're done. That's the plan. So I think my favorite reaction that I saw is that, uh, oh, I've never seen a more successful game of 500. Oh, like, what, what, what schoolyard were you guys please. in where 500 included <laughs> someone getting five yards of separation on a 40-yard route, and then occasionally the guy's close enough so he could actually hold on to his arm and try to bring him down because he already got beat. We're you guys must, they, they must play a different version of 500 outside the Oakland <laughs> County area because that, that's the five the 500 I'm accustomed to is just throwing the ball in the air and hoping someone catches it. Not, hey, this guy has five yards of separation <laughs> And a true freshman just burnt another four-star cornerback out of oh, the gate. Um, playing 500 God. with Dan Marino in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, course. you know, your offense is ass backwards as a Michigan fan mm-hmm. when you see a team throw it deep like 12 times and have like nine of those be successful plays and another right. one caught yes. slightly out of bounds and you actually defend two of them like an overthrow and then a, a pass defense. You know when you see that and you go, yeah, 500, instead of just like, holy crap. That was an explosive, very good downfield passing game. You know something's wrong with your own team. That is a shame on Josh Gaddis that a Michigan fan Mm -hmm. would watch that and go, they were just playing 500. Uh, No, that was called a a double move, hitch and go, and your DB got cooked and went for 60 yards. Yeah. Or that also parlays in my favorite take is like, well, they only had like eight big plays. Uh, that's a lot of big plays. That's that is a lot of big plays. Well, <laughs> Michigan State, Michigan State gained two hundred yards on six yeah. plays. If you didn't have those six, buddy, the they six only got plays count. Eight home runs. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. There's no rule in college football that dictates how many plays you need to run successfully. Uh, mm-hmm. If you run six and they gain two hundred yards, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explosive plays count. Just because Michigan State has notoriously been a plot along, four yards at a time offense, and they came out and they dropped forty yard bombs over and Routinely. over and Routinely. over again, those still count. Those are actually yeah. really good. You should try to do that. That's yeah. actually easier than running ten plays to get seventy yards. You could run two plays to get seventy yards. You can do that. Sure. It's allowed. Sure. Yeah, or just cover the true freshman wide receiver. I don't get it. Oh. Like, I hear about all these stars, stars, stars. <laughs> Daxton Hill, he runs a 3-2 40-yard dash. I, where's, where's he then? Why, why isn't he uh, in center field? Why is he getting cooked? Is, is that Dax's problem? Is that Don Brown's problem? Or is that the media's problem for propping you guys up again only to get pantsed once again? Look, this time in week two. Usually happens later in the season, but mm, you if, got egg on your face now. If it wasn't um, for Dax Hill, Jaden Reed would have had the 200 yards. <laughs> Today, no, no, four, 479 yards. Today's 479 episode yards. is brought to you. mind if I hijack the beginning of the next segment? Yeah, no, you're good. Off this we'll thing do whatever. Here. We got two ad reads to do, and then we'll come right back. Uh, today's episode brought to you by oh, the most delicious, refreshing, ice-cold, mountain-fresh beer mm, God. on oh. God's green earth, Coors I, Light. I, I, I thought Coors Light tasted phenomenal. But <laughs> I, I, I thought it was 10 out of 10 to begin with. And then <laughs> having a Coors Light after all the clocks oh. hit 0, zero, zero oh, it's 27, cracking open a mortar I've, I've shell. I've never tasted a better liquid in my entire <laughs> life than a victory Coors after that oh, game yesterday. These days, <laughs> life seems like it forces us to be on all the time unless you're Don Brown trying trying to adjust to a deep <laughs> passing game every now and then it's important to stop and reset which is what Michigan should have done after the first three bombs went over their head that is when you reach for a Coors Light it is mountain cold refreshment made to chill we should send some towards locked on uh, Wolverines podcast I think they will be needing it today Matt oh you said Perhaps. it 
there's never a like victory beer is the best beer mm. probably if we're ranking beers i know mm. everyone goes shower beer as like a nice yep. number one or bonfire a tailgate beer, beer bonfire yeah. beer beach beer oh beach beer beach beer victory beer victory yeah. beer is the best beer it is. It is. It's number one in the power rankings. It's one A and one B. And it was one it was C even. Celebrating victory with cooled Coors Light on Saturday. I hope. Hope you guys partook. I hope you got responsibly out there and got the Blue Mountain cold, refreshing Coors Light to chill. It is a beer literally made to chill, Matt. It is. Did you know it's that? Awesome. Did you know that? It is cold lager, cold filtered, cold, and cold packaged. Literally made to chill. And it's as crisp, as refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind and perfect to celebrate you pantsing your rivals when this mm. was the year they had to win the Big Ten. They had to do it, and now they're not going to do it. Coors Light is the one we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button or celebrate a great win over your rival, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Got it. I didn't think there was anything softer than U of M's coverage on Saturday, but the only (laughs) thing softer is the fine clothing of home field oh. god that is comfortable that oh. is more comfortable and rocky in the pocket anytime you drop back to pass man <laughs> oh <sighs> yes they make home field makes incredibly comfortable officially licensed collegiate apparel i was wearing my uh script state uh hockey sweater shirt it's got the, mm-hmm. the michigan state hockey sweater logo on it uh on a t-shirt yes. absolutely fantastic gonna be wearing it now every saturday through the end of the year and they have and it's not just that one they've got some great awesome old retro logos they get through you know old programs yearbooks and they, they make these really cool designs homefieldapparel.com you can check it out uh they just dropped a vintage michigan state line this summer at the end of the summer as part of their big new saturday uh one of the top sellers and, and honestly we should reward them and make it an even better seller this weekend homefieldapparel.com code mm-hmm. on spartans one word on spartans gets you 20 percent off your first purchase and i will say matt yes keep your eyes locked on Home oh, field apparel. Yeah, we may have some stuff coming in the very near future. We will definitely, definitely, definitely be telling you about that when the time is right. One more time, homefieldapparel.com. Promo code OnSpartans gets you 20% off your first purchase of home field apparel gear. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code OnSpartans. All right, Matt, hijack away. So we talked last segment that um, there's the excuses of, uh, oh, you guys are just playing 500. Ah, it was just a few big plays. Um, there's some that even uh, cry officiating because that's just um, indoctrinated into their culture of the, the Michigan man, if you will. But we'll get to that later. I, I want to talk about Do you think MSU when Michigan fans right are right born, now. the parents just blame the doctors for whatever happens like oh yeah you didn't do i it think right. so the, they're it's the parents at parent teacher conferences that their son has uh four d's and a c minus in gym mm-hmm. and of course it's just the teacher's fault yeah, you know it, it's fault. not their actual kid's fault um but you know what was the best part about this game well i'm gonna indulge in and talk about michigan state here because we talk about the team that's won most of these rivalry games in the last 15 years when we talk about this i mean there is a little brother and an older brother the older brother is the one with paul bunyan in their office right now you, you don't get your cheeks clapped my little brother that much and keep on spewing that BS off. No, 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 no. The, the dynamic has changed there and it's been changed for a while. Not change under Mel Tucker. The best part about this win, Will, where are the excuses for, for, for Michigan? Where, where's Spartan Bob? Where's the crown field? Where's, where's the weather that only impacted one side? 
Where's where's the fluke play, buddy? They could use they could have used the monsoon. <laughs> Where 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 are the excuses? Where are the excuses to hide behind? There are none. Oh, th- that's right. Th- there there are none to hide behind this year. Give me your. They have to look at a twenty-seven to twenty-four Michigan State victory, where Michigan State played better, was coached better, was more focused, was more ready. Had ships stacked against them. That's weird. They can't even use that either. Mel Tucker, four and a half weeks of padded practice on his side. Year one, new quarterback, eight new defensive players. Starting on that side of the ball. Jim Harbaugh, year six. Let me guess, though. He's just one more year away. He just needs to get his guys in the door, probably. Not a lot of COVID issues on their side. No, they can't pull a Minnesota and say, oh, our whole kicking unit was wiped out and our, our defense had a lot of COVID problems. No. Can't use officiating. I know that there are people that charge for newsletters that'll just tell you that officiating was the issue yesterday, but you want to know what the two most egregious officiating things were? Overcharged the for most- newsletters. Absolutely. The, the, the two, if you, you know what, I'll indulge. We'll talk about officiating. The two most criminal calls yesterday was the Jalen Naylor clear as day block that was not a crackback that brought back a run and the phantom chop block that made it first and goal the 19-yard line. Now, well, I, maybe maybe I was a little foggy yesterday. Maybe uh, my, my memory's a little fuzzy. How many refs put blocks on uh, for Connor Hayward's game-sealing screen pass touchdown? Do, do you think... What was is that the officiating that they're complaining about? Is is that it? it first must and goal be. to nineteen yard line, and they and they couldn't stop a game icing touchdown. First be. and nineteen, first and goal at the nineteen, after a phantom chop block call, and they want to complain refs. They want to cry officiating because that's what the Michigan man does. They can't actually have accountability. They can't look at their fraud coach, their fraud defensive coordinator, their fraud offensive coordinator. They're fraud quarterback. They're fraud defense. They can't look at that. It's always got to be about officiating. But this time, no. You can't even hide behind that. You can't even hide behind that. And I know that Joel Klatt was crying, oh, well, Michigan holds all the time. Guess what, Klatt? That doesn't absolve them from getting called every time they actually do hold. Just because they do it all the time, and they have to do it all the time because they're terrible, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have flags thrown on them. You go to the Fox studio at halftime, oh, these are a lot of ticky-tack calls. What was the ticky-tack call when Jalen Naylor was having his arm amputated from his body or the time that Jaden Reed was tackled going downfield on a streak, cooking them for the 10th time that half? Which one is it? That's right. It's none of them. There are no excuses to hide behind. Michigan State played better. Cooked them on defense. The pass protection was A+. A plus. We hear about little miniature Bosa Hutchinson, whatever. <laughs> Quitty pay. Ooh, he's going to cook him. How many tackles for loss or sacks did the two of them? Oh, it's zero. Oh, hmm, it's, it's zero. That's it's true. Zero. And zero is also the number of account, the, the level of accountability they have as well. Joe Milton, after the game, he was asked about Antoine Simmons, 34. And you read it on Twitter. It's like, oh, no, he wasn't on my radar. So, okay, you read it on Twitter. It's fine. People, if you haven't watched the video... Go see Joe Milton be asked about 34, the defensive player who changed the game, who dominated Michigan, and look at his facial reaction. He smirks. He shrugs. Who's that? 34? Milton, you know damn well who 34 is. Your coaches know damn well who 34 is because he's the guy who tipped the pass when you were on the sidelines because your coaches didn't trust Cam Newton 2.0 on the five-yard line. It's never, oh, yeah, he played good. No, 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 no. It's arrogance. Now, if any Michigan fan for some reason is listening, I'll give you free advice here that you guys won't take because this happens every year. It's unwarranted arrogance that gets in your way every single year. Why does Michigan State look more focused in yesterday's game? 
Why were they coached better? Why were they hungrier? It's because you guys walk into this game with unwarranted arrogance. What are you guys arrogant for? You haven't done anything in 15 plus years. I don't even know what the number is anymore. I've lost track of how long it's been since your last Big Ten title. I, all I know is that the current players today were either in preschool or kindergarten the last time you guys did it. Arrogant for what? You guys have not won a bowl game. You guys have not beat Ohio State. You guys lost your Super Bowl yesterday. Now you might think, oh, no, 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 you're going too far. Michigan State is a Michigan Super Bowl. Sure it is. Sure it is. Go back the last 15 years. When Michigan State is at their best, what's their, what's their apex? Big Ten titles, winning big games, going to the college football playoff. When Michigan is at their apex in the last 15 years, what's their holy grail? Is it beating Ohio State? Nope. Big Ten titles? No, it's not that. Is it beating downtrodden Michigan State teams every once in a while and chest pumping that? Think of the top five highlights of the Jim Harbaugh era. I guarantee you that the pregame temper tantrum by Devin Bush and whatever Peppers running back to two-point conversion is amongst their top five moments of the Jim Harbaugh era. That's not embarrassing. That a two-point conversion to ice a win over a 3-9 team and a little on-field photo op is part of the top five moments of the Jim Harbaugh era. And if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I know I'm not, because that's all you guys talk about. Just these little moments against Michigan State. And he should have had another one yesterday to the tune of a healthy three-touchdown win. But you came out flat. You came out stale. And all you want to do is just find something to cry about. But guess what? There's nothing to cry about. The officials were fine. If anything, they helped you. There was no weather. It was a great day. Actually, a wind gust probably pushed Matt Coughlin's field goal a little bit left. But hey, sure, cry about it. That's all I could do now. Look in the mirror. Look what's going on. Harbaugh's a fraud. You guys are arrogant for nothing. It's why you can't stay focused throughout an entire season in year six of Jim Harbaugh, your $9 million a year savior. There's no excuses. It wasn't a fluke. Michigan State is better. We have been. And it looks like we will continue to be, so far, with the Mel Tucker era. So that's all I have to say. It's not a lot. You don't have to overthink things. The better team won yesterday. There's no excuses. But maybe, for a change, you guys will actually realize that. Maybe. Who's to say? Yeah, Michigan State had five scoring drives yesterday, Matt. How many of them were aided by penalty? Oh, well, surely at least four of them were, right? Mm, it was zero. Oh, there were zero, zero Michigan penalties on all five of Michigan State State's scoring drives. Mm. Oh wow, mm-hmm. no, that's crazy. No, I thought they, I thought the officials were the reason they lost. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I, Michigan can say the same though, right? They didn't have a personal foul like directly convert to a touchdown for them, right? Uh, no, they they did. Oh, oh yeah, that's did. right, they did. Oh yeah, huh. <sighs> weird. Tough. All right, we're gonna be right back. We're gonna finish off the show strong, but first a word from Built Bar. Matt, how many Bill Bars did you crush while giving that rant? Uh, well, three. Three delicious. One for each point that MSU won by. Healthy, amazing Bill Bars. <laughs> you got this. Oh, I got. Oh, I'm just thinking of how dumb you have to be to predict if like a 42 point victory for Michigan and, and mispredicting a game by 45 points. 
And then um, charging people $7 a month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I jokingly predicted 84 to 10, but at least I'm not charging people for that prediction. And hopefully people can understand that was a joke, too. I didn't actually think it would be a 74-point win, but... The new and improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious and healthy as ever. They've got six new flavors. Caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry bar. See a lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp to go mm. with their 12 original flavors. The bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft, easy to chew, and delicious, and they're not just good, Matt. They're not just good on your taste buds. They are good on your body, as delicious we like to say. On, delicious, delicious on the body, on the body. They delicious are delicious on the body. On the body. <laughs> low sweat, deep cuts on right there. <laughs> low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. It's like that up and down the roster of bars. They've got everything you need in a protein bar so get to mm. builtbar.com use promo code locked on one word locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com okay matt let's finish up strong let's do it baby i, I love this episode so far we're, we're even bringing it in the ad reads this is great we are just we're just having a day not to break my hand on my own back patent it but well this is so much fun man thank, thank you to the listeners for tuning in as well you guys are the best thanks for riding with us this has just been a sensational i considered sending an email to say hey how much do you think rights for the Vangabus song would cost because <laughs> it can't be that much <laughs> Oh, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. I, I work in an industry where, like, we kind of do work with music and stuff like that. Well, it's a lot. It, it, it would it would bankrupt both me and you <laughs> for even a twenty second snippet. All right, uh, what should we talk about next? Um, hmm. You would just dap up MSU, I guess, right? Like, I, think we I, I should, guess I could yeah. start my apology tour I because, like, a say, lot of my apologies like have to say. do with how well some players did. Let me, yeah, let me run down the roster here a little bit, and you sure. can you can eat some crow. Gladly. Can, can yeah. I deep fry it first, though? Yes. You can okay. deep fry yeah. it like Ricky White deep frying M- or U of M corners <laughs> on, on hitching <laughs> those. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just so pure. <laughs> that kid but those is- are just okay routes, according to Joel Klatt, please. Your, your, your sweet, beloved cornerback got absolutely fried like a Lenten fish fry, my, fr- my friend. <laughs> Ricky <laughs> White. Ricky White. We talked about this yesterday in the, in the live recap or whatever. Ricky White weighs 94 pounds soaking mm-hmm. wet. Yep. Yeah. Played his first game against Rutgers, had like seven snaps, looked confused, lost, nervous, had a drop, uh, mm-hmm. had another play where he wasn't even looking. Nope. Co- comes back out in week two. Dialed. <laughs> or dialed. <laughs> Eight catches, 196 yards, and a touchdown. Made contested catches, cooked his receivers, got took hits over the middle twice and didn't go down, got like seven and five yards after the hit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, when that kid shows up next year with tattoos and muscles, I'm going to be just scared of him. What do you like, think his best catch was? Field. It was obviously the, the one late in the fourth quarter down at the four-yard line, right? Like that juggling catch. That, that was truly that was, unbelievable. That was tremendous. Um, I fell to the ground after he made that catch. Like, I, I couldn't even I compose was, myself I thought anymore. it was a pick. I was like, oh, oh. I couldn't see it. I didn't think, how could he catch that? Okay. No, his best catch, though, that was amazing. His best catch and one of Rocky's best throws of his life. And I've mm-hmm. written about this, spartansworld.substack.com. Go check out mm-hmm. the film room because Rocky threw some freaking dimes. Yes, he did. From his own end zone. Yes, Drops it in there perfect. And Ricky White, like, leaps out with one hand and, like, like softly corrals the ball and then brings it in with both. But, like, gets whatever it was, 45 yards. 
make so much space. They didn't score on the drive, but that was one of the plays of the Flip game. The field, that man. was yeah. incredible. Um, okay, Rocky Lombardi, Matt. Yep, quarterback battle's uh, over, right? I don't think we have to wait until yeah. take or fake to talk about this. Um, we had talked about it. There was a lot of people who were saying something along the lines of, man, if the quarterback battle is really over and no one else can get snaps, Michigan State's in some trouble. If Rocky's as good as they got, look out. Let me read you. Let me. It was you. Everyone did it. Let me read you Rocky Lombardi's just numbers right now. Oh, it was the sexiest, the sexiest uh, seventeen for thirty-two you'll ever see. Oh, look! First game he was efficient and high completion percentage, bunch of yards, bunch of touchdowns. This Mm -hmm. game not as efficient. Deeper plays are harder to complete. He's got ten yards per attempt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's and that's not counting the flags, right? Like that's, no, that's that does not, not count for flag. Yeah. yeah, that does not count penalty yardage. Like ten yards per attempt is going to be like the third most efficient number in the conference this year because mm-hmm. Justin Fields is playing a video game, and it's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and someone else will, will get there. But like last year, that would have been right up on the top. Like uh, I think Brian Lewerke was like seven point one is Brian Lewerke's career high yards per attempt for a season. Gotcha. Yeah, Rocky was 7.4 yards per attempt against Rutgers, which is fine. Uh, and then 10 against Michigan, which is absurd. Threw the ball 32 times for 323 yards. On the season, Matt, mm-hmm. completing 64% of his passes for like 642 yards, 8.6 yards per attempt, 6 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, a passer rating of 157. He is good. He's your quarterback. He's good. It's it's over. The nails in the coffin. I I thought maybe he could solidify it against Iowa, and if not, then maybe you start working Thorne and Day into the mix. But uh, but nope, nope, nope. Well, hold on. Let me knock on wood first. But I've seen everything I need to see. He's Rocky Lombardi. Yeah. you're the guy. The the deep ball improvement is stunning. He still it's has sensational, sensational. A, yeah, the touch is like Joe Milton. Watch Rocky's freshman year and watch him now if you want to like. See how you can progress with touch because no, that's okay. He'll just throw out. Oh, who's that out there? And then get get passed again next year. That's okay. Yeah, the t- the 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 touch was great. The accuracy is well improved. Uh, throws well on the run. We know he's mobile. We know he's big and strong. We already knew he was a great leader, and they love him. He's a good mm-hmm. player. I I feel comfortable Absolutely. with him being able to do some things. Like it's not going to always look like that in terms of explosiveness. But he went efficient in one week, explosive the next week. Has had a couple bad mistakes, but other than that, like, hey, he's 21st in the country in QBR right now. Yeah, and do you know what helped him get there, too, last game? Hmm. Well, I, I've, first apology goes up to the offensive line, man. They should, I mean, the, there you go. The, the running game was, was as it was more okay. solid than you could look, ever it's, hope. It's better. I think in on film it'll look better. Uh, I've just been watching some stuff, and, like, they looked fine. They looked competent, and that's a good front. We talked about it. It's a really good front. With Samick and Duplane, too, especially. Yeah. yeah. We, Sam, Samick put the Eddie Bowers on and took uh, what's his face for a hike on that uh, Connor Hayward screen <laughs> to ice the game. Like, holy yeah. crap, where has he been? Like, we, that we, was incredible. We make fun of Aiden Hutchinson because the Bosa stuff is absurd, but he's still a good player. He's still yeah. good. Car- Carlo Kemp is a good player. Quidu Pay is a really good player. They have really good players on their front. Yeah, yeah Rocky, Rocky was living behind the pocket last game. Like, he, he doesn't, obviously, I'm, I'm, this isn't a hot take here. It doesn't take a genius like you to uh, point this out, but, like, he doesn't get to 323 yards. He doesn't get to 196 receiving yards to Ricky White if the offensive line doesn't block the way they did. He was 
comfortable. Mm-hmm. I got Rocky, of course, did have good pocket presence. He got rid of the ball at like the last second a few times, but man, the offensive line was far and beyond. I think they were the biggest surprise of the game because yeah. I I walked in like not having a lot of faith. I don't know. I felt like it was justified too. Like it, the offensive line has been a problem for quite some time, but good God, they they let him live against that front seven. That that was an unbelievable performance by the offensive line. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I I said it explicitly a number of times I don't think Michigan State's going to be able to protect protect for deep balls they're going to have to get some big plays so it's going to have to be slant screens that they break a tackle and go uh I was dead wrong they protected their butts off and they threw the ball down the field when they wanted how they wanted they dictated that game through their deep passing game and the offensive line was fantastic for it the H-backs uh Gillison and, yes. and Dotson rebounded uh, from a yep. couple mistakes. Connor yep. Hayward protected really well, was great. I'm just like going through the games, like cleanup mode, which is what running backs do in Michigan State's scheme, is just mm-hmm. kind of clean up and help where they're needed. I, I, he was doing that well. A-plus across the board for the pass protection. And the run game, I think, was like a, a B-minus. Like, they were okay. They did some things. They had a n- really nice run uh, that they took advantage of and scored the play after early in the game. Uh, they were fine. Like we didn't think they were going to gash them. They didn't gash them, and they they made it an honest, respectable, uh, mm-hmm. per, like running game performance. Where Michigan, I mean, they tried to load up early, and that bit them in the butt, and then they had to back off. But sure, uh, yeah, they were they were good. How about uh, let's go Jay Johnson next? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um. Th- th- listen, it wasn't perfect. There nope. were some things that I have Definitely gripes about. Some, yep, like, yep. The third down c- stuff we got to talk about. Although third down stuff, kind of like mailing it in at the end of the yep. half. Oh, when absolutely you had, like, mailing it in. I, 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 I don't know if this is a Tucker or Johnson decision. I, I hated kicking the forty-yard field goal there, yep. and, and that was before they even missed it. Like I hated the idea beforehand. Yep. However, uh, well, that. That didn't matter. We won 27-24. So I got a hats off to Jay Johnson right now, of course. Like you said, I, I thought it would be a whole thing where, okay, maybe a dink and dunk, a few slants, whatever. They were on that deep ball, the game ass. Plan. The game early. plan was great. They, they saw that they had receivers that could deep fry their cornerbacks very early, and they just attacked, 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 attacked. And a few uh, jet sweeps in there, too, like you pointed out on Twitter. They that went for a yep. few yards, and yep. uh, it helped alleviate some of yep. the pressure uh, as Five well. So, no, Jay Johnson had a good game plan. It wasn't perfect. I don't know if we'll ever get to it just because we're in such a good mood, but, hey, you know what? <laughs> Not positive, though, for Jay Johnson. So I apologize to Jay Johnson, the Johnson family. Um... There's one more person that I need to yeah. uh, probably actually send let a fruit me, basket of flowers to here. Yeah, let me say a couple things really quick on Jay Johnson. Uh, he picked his spots pretty well on the deep shot game. I thought they could have done it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. if you're just doing it over and over again, as much as Michigan was adjusting, playing two high safeties, that uh, mm-hmm. you could do even more. It's like, all right, what are they doing? And you gotta you gotta have some semblance of balance occasionally. It, balance is an overrated thing. Um, but it, it, when you do need to run out the clock, when you are still trying to mix, like, all right, we're going, we're going, we're going, all right, now we're up, it's late, we need to go, but we need yep. to also run some clock too. we got to keep that sort of mindset balance. They were able to do that, uh, I thought, really well. And then, I mean, we saw it. Uh, they're, they're, going, they're up three, and they're plodding along, and then bang, big play, right? Mm-hmm. Bang. Like, they're, they're like, okay, we got a first down here, play action shot. And that mm-hmm. I really appreciated the first down shots. I haven't tracked it all yet, but they killed on first down play action. Absolutely killed. Uh, and that is something I explicitly was like, do it. You can do it. You do like they did it really well against Rutgers. Just only did it like four times. 
they weren't messing around against Michigan. They unloaded first down play action deep shots, and it worked great. Still have some issues with the mindset of the scheme in terms of when to be conservative, when to be aggressive. Sure. But the game plan was really good. They attacked the weakness, they exploited it, and they drove it down the weakness's throat and rode that to a victory. All right. Say say some say some words to to our our guy Connor Hayward. Connor, I'm so sorry. If you're probably there's probably a zero percent chance you're listening, but I I am deeply sorry about uh, anything negative that I've said in the past. Um, sure, 13 carries, 28 yards. It, it, that, that's not going to kill it in the fantasy numbers, but not without his job. him, not his job. No, but without him, they they, they do not win that game. Yes, he had great blocking on the screen pass. Yep. If he doesn't do that jump spin in the air though. He's down at the three-yard line, and uh, we know how MSU is in short yardage situations. Well, actually, that fourth and two at the end worked out pretty well. But before that... Also, that third and goal from the one that Connor Hayward caught for a touchdown worked pretty well, too. Absolutely. I get it. Two catches, 15 yards, two touchdowns. I'm calling a pretty damn efficient uh, game (laughs) receiving-wise, for sure. Not only that, but... um, this is probably the, one of the funniest sequences in hindsight. It wasn't funny at the time because it was very stressful, but the onside kick... Yeah. The best was like they, uh, I think they, they were, they had a camera zoomed in on some MSU player, but you could see in the background both the U of M's kickers looking at the sidelines with their arms in the air wondering what the hell is going on. Like, So after they played that 15 minute sequence, Connor Hayward smellers the onside kick. Massive. Yep. Yep. Massive. And then, of course, uh, MSU gets out on the field. Uh, everyone thinks they should be needing the ball because Fox Sports screwed up. Uh, they had two timeouts left for Michigan on the board, when really they had three, but that's okay. I'm sure uh, Joel Clyde was thrilled to, to hear that uh, there was at least a little bit of a chance. Um, but no, I, Connor, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can never slander the man again. Uh, he was sensational. He had three massive plays, and you don't win that game without three massive plays from one Connor Hayward. Sure, yeah, a lot of running backs maybe could have caught that screen pass and gotten pretty far too, but man, that jump cut, that jump spin, I mean, at the very end, it, masterpiece it masterpiece and one of the knocks yeah. against him too is that he doesn't have moves he doesn't have speed or anything like that that was one hell of a move that iced the game against the big 10 contending team coming off of a win against <laughs> minnesota Ooh, hoo, hoo. yes the blue wall is pumping their fist they're gonna smash michigan state and then connor hayward not so fast mind if i take flight from the two yard line and get in the end zone well i'm just gonna anyway sorry guys if you ask anyone with that team like, hey, Connor Hayward, give me give me some thoughts. Stream of consciousness. Like, all right, mm-hmm. he he has a role. He does his job. He does his job well. He's not going to be a dynamic, explosive difference maker in the run game, but he's a good football player. And when he gets the ball in the open field in the receiving game, he turns into Ladanian Tomlinson. It can't be sure. explained. We don't know what happens. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> and he is an ace on uh, the hands team yeah. uh, on onside kicks. It, <laughs> it honestly doesn't make sense, and I I think. I'm going to eventually write more about this. He's gotten better at running behind his pads. You and I have complained. Everyone has complained. Fourth and one, Hayward. Hit a yard behind the line. You got to get two yards. You're 230 pounds. You have to get more than what's blocked. Physically, you're that big. And he just never did it. He was Mm -hmm. upright. He was indecisive. Uh, The vision lacking. And that was the most frustrating thing with him. I still think there's some vision stuff that he misses and that it's better, a little better, but it's it's like that's just maybe a thing with him. He's mm-hmm. running behind his pads mm-hmm. so much better. Uh, that He had no problem with the vision on the two-yard line. When he's a receiver, there's no problem with the vision. In tight, it's still there, mm-hmm. but like that, speedy, that second speedy nailer blindside block on the third and three. Sure. Um 
offensive line did a good job, pushed, uh, got like two yards of push. Hayward got hit uh, a yard like short of the thing or, or right at the thing. And he just like feet moving, plowing forward. I'm just going to man up and, and monster my way through this. And he, he pushed through for two more yards and it was a five yard run that got called back. But like, that's the stuff. If he can get that down, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really going to be effective because him with Simmons, their skill sets really uh, mesh up well together. And then we'll talk about Eli Collins later in the week. I think he just didn't fit the game plan at all uh, this week. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. But yeah. Important though. 27, 24, baby. 27, 24. It's, it's clear. <laughs> it, even without Eli, they had some playmaking from the running back spot and we'll see. I don't know if he got an injury off season was sick or anything like that. And just trying to work his way back. But clearly he's down on the depth chart right now. And clearly they can get enough from the guys that they're using to make enough big plays to beat a team like Michigan. And so that's just where we're at right now. And I thought, Hayward did some really good things. Simmons did some really good things. And, yeah, I was glad to see some of the Hayward hate turn into love yesterday. Oh, yeah, that that's probably that, – that crow, that athlete is like the size of a, a big bird right <laughs> Everyone now. Everyone does. You know? Everyone <laughs> yeah. does. And, and I do to some extent too. Although, I mean, you've yelled at me for defending him before. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I felt I was justified at the time. But, hey, here we are now, 27-24. Yeah. It's all good in the hood. I'm an idiot. I'm Ron. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm also the fan of a winning team. And yes. that's what's most important yes. to me. So Look, I get go. the scars. I get the Connor Hayward scars. Uh, he can help this team, and he did yesterday. So. Yep, absolutely. They, they right. don't win that game without him. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this. We need to talk about the defensive line because you should also apologize to them as well. Ah, we we'll to, get into that tomorrow. We yeah, need to shoot. talk about Antoine Simmons being an absolutely incredible football player. Who's, who, who's, who's that? Who's, yeah, who's, who's, I've never who's heard that? of him. He's not, my, he's not on my radar. Um, <laughs> and I want to sort of reset expectations again. Okay. Now what? Because I don't know if I am, but yeah, okay. Well, no, we, I think it's a fair conversation to have. Like, what do we expect from this team moving forward? Yeah, I have a good seen, conversation. Yeah, it's earlier than we normally record, um, so lines are usually out by the time we record. I'm seeing right now if lines are out. It doesn't look like Circa, who usually gets their lines out first, has any lines out for Ooh. the Iowa game. I would still think they're going to be a touchdown dog to Iowa. Oh, yeah, I was I was gonna say six is is my guess for the line yeah. underdogs. So we'll see, right? You you yep. would think like, hey, follow that up, get a nice win, and who knows, maybe this team can win four games. Uh, but I still think three or four is is now back on the table. And whereas we were talking last, well, you know what? I'm already I'm already spoiling the conversation. We're gonna take that prompt and we're gonna move forward with it we're gonna move forward with it tomorrow thanks so much for listening run into rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast matt nine of 13 wins we are your rival you cannot beat us it's tough tough scene hate to see it oh man this is great 27 24 go green